You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. This is illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm, I'm Jared. Jared Lowe. Who a guest? And I'm the knight. I'm the poobah. It's Mike Tober. How many days? <laughs> How's it going so far? It's a day seven. I feel like I'm running a marathon right now that has no ending in sight. But it's got its ups and downs. But it's Mike Tober, so it's awesome. And it's uh, a lot of owl pictures you're putting on online. Well, because there's a lot of people that like owls. Fun fact, no one more than you. Fun fact, an owl's head can turn 840 degrees before it just rips off in my hand. (laughs) Is that a threat? (laughs) So, yeah, this is the second show of Mike Tober, and we're still missing our pal Cliff. He is in Florida at the moment. He was at uh, Walt Disney World all this week. And uh, as we're recording, the Hurricane Matthew is kind of tearing through. What a terrible, scary name. Yeah, it's kind of a week. Matthew. <laughs> well, did you hear his girlfriend's right behind him making sure he's... I saw the meme, yes. There's a littler female hurricane. Well, filling in for Cliff is yeah. Jordan's brother Jared, and he's going to give us some Disney news. I, Disney was closed today. That's the only Disney news I know because I saw that on the news this morning. I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to represent all the Jessies out there. Uh, you know, there could be anywhere between two and a couple dozen of us. We don't know. We're very unorganized, not very motivated, but we are out there. You guys should so. start a Facebook group. Yeah, really. <laughs> the court of Jessies. Well, I was a little nervous about Cliff because none of us kind of heard from him from a couple days. Which was weird. And this, you know, this is a very serious situation. It's not something to joke about, right. but I thought, you know, Cliff, he was either... Watch to see, or the, I swear the last thing he posted was the Star Wars uh, stage show. Hmm. I was like, maybe that dancing Darth Vader, like he, he followed hmm. him to the dark side. So <laughs> Cliff has either he's either lost to us one way or the other. But he finally messaged us. We know he's safe. I just pictured him like on the teacups. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Disney shut shut down for anything. That's when he knows. They said it was only like the fourth time in history serious so. so what you're saying is right now cliff is part of disney history oh, yeah. what he's always wanted yeah <laughs> yeah i mean if this he i think he stayed down there just in case this is how he could die yeah, I, I yeah i don't see him being yeah. he, i see him being okay with that yeah he's in, like in a, in a teacup watch to see yeah. with the ears on i think he would want to go that way it's like riding the bomb at the end of Doctor Strange Love. He would have a grin yeah. on his face. Oh, I learned to love the ears. <laughs> I was just seeing him floating out to sea and his wife and kids on shore just like waving by them. And he's just going down with it. Somebody draw that. So get home safe, Cliff. We're thinking about yes. you and we miss you, but we're happy to have Jared here filling in. Yeah, because Ronald couldn't make it this week because he's got the podcast bug. 
Yeah, I was a little sickness you catch from being on podcasts. Yeah, I was a little afraid coming here tonight because I didn't know if there would be any repercussions from Ronald since I was kind of taking his place. I was a little worried. Well, you you just be darn lucky that he's caught up in his own little thing that you might not but you might not have a vehicle. Well, guys, I I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'll have to reveal it. He emailed me this week asking if I wanted to help him with another podcast. So <laughs> I think our podcast is kind of uh, he he does have the podcast bug. He wants oh to he, he, the, the, that touch of fame he's gotten. He he was talking to me about asking about what I thought about him doing a uh, podcast about conspiracies, and so I, I would be interested to see what he comes up with. It's funny because you and Ronald have a lot of the same interests. <laughs> well, we're friends. I mean, that's friends have similar interests. Well, we're friends. We have similar interests. We like comics. I'm not a fan of owls, though. So if there's any owl-based conspiracies out there, I feel like that's a good Are there? Spot Off top of your head. Yeah. Well, actually, there is. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a secret society of the rich elite. Um, it it kind of crisscrosses with the the. Um, I'm going to interrupt you for a second and just say, I'm much rather love love hearing these conspiracies from Michael K. Easton than I do. <laughs> yeah, because that website, the thing about the nuggets he shared last week, I clicked on it and it's like World News Daily, one of those like. That's like inter- a bat boy. It's like like for entertainment right? only yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like none well, of this is true. Yeah, I don't think Mike Wing <laughs> believes that stuff, but this is like you see his eyes light up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is like seriously, whatever this is. So go on. Yeah. Well, there's this – it's like uh, along the lines of um, Skull and Bones, and there's this some kind of meeting of all the rich elites. I think I know what you're talking George about. Bush. In California. Yeah. And Northern California, a, giant owl statue. Yep. Yeah, I'm with and you. I know what you're talking about. Is that the – uh, it starts with a B. Bilderberg Group, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Not Bohemian Grove. It's a different. Same, no, it's the same place. That's where it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the same. Uh, but same there's thing. like this big giant statue of an owl they that all, they all like, like yeah. do supposedly all kinds of debauchery to allegedly. Mm-hmm. They do debauchery to it. <laughs> what are you talking? About? There's a lot of ill things that happen at that. This uh, is that a build a bear? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, at a California building bear. They have to go in there, build their bear, and push a button. They go to this secret dungeon. This goes all the way to the top. Well, anyway, I tasked these guys with watching a TV show, so we're going to talk some TV here. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run. Marvel and DC. On TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jobless. I I felt like if we didn't watch it, we would have death threats. Yeah, <laughs> probably. No, I appreciate you guys taking the time to watch this. Uh, we had I said something a couple months ago about uh, HBO's new show Westworld coming out that's supposed to be based on the 1973 Michael Crichton movie with Yul Brenner. And James Brolin, where was a you know Michael Crichton and his obsession with amusement parks gone wrong? The uh, western-based world with androids in it, and you go there, pay a bunch of money to go there, and get to live like a cowboy. Whether you want to be a good guy, bad guy, good girl, bad girl. Do you know where you are? 
I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You want to wake up from this dream? Yes. I'm terrified. Then answer my question correctly. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? I just, they, they came out this past week, and it's, by now, second episode's out. Like we usually do with TV shows, we're going to spoil it. We're going to talk about it. I want to know what these guys think about it. So if you haven't seen it, watch it and come back and listen to this. Or uh, go to, well, go to HBO.com. If you don't have HBO, you can watch it for free, and then you'll probably get HBO because it was really good. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't doing you a favor watching it. I was, I really oh, wanted to see good. this show. I was very excited about it. Good, I'm glad. I want. I was hoping people were interested in it. But, but yeah, definitely, definitely check it out and um, come back and listen to what we have to say about it. Jordan sci-fi western. That's completely. Like I said this was like <laughs> I love westerns. I love science fiction. I love stories like this about you know, the underdog. There's some. There's some grand conspiracy above you that's controlling your life, and you know, it's up to the least likely person to either save the day or reveal the. Yeah, so this is yeah definitely right up my alley. Oh yeah. So we're gonna we'll kind of just go through the first episode and discuss things because it just there was a lot of levels to it. Like I I'm so curious where they're gonna go. Now, I've never it. seen the original movie. Isn't it? In the original, uh, the main guy bits and pieces comes you know a cus- these customers come to Westworld and the uh, androids are hosts you know this is just like the show and basically they just turn on them you know it's a movie so they didn't have to have a lot complicated plot yeah like the this. plot is Jurassic Park it is right, yeah. right. evil robots yes basically. the uh, <laughs> the TV show you know has to be more complicated to fill a series there were sequels to to the original movie also they you know, there was one like Eastworld. No, they, they actually <laughs> Westworld. You know, there were, in that original movie, there was supposed to be. They talked like about two parts. other parts: the Roman yeah. world oh, and wow. uh, medieval world. But welcome to medieval times. <laughs> but that's basically, you know, they're not going to show any of that. Uh, that's that's Game of Thrones, which <laughs> medieval world. So they. Uh, Oh, that'd be a twist at the end of the season. If they show up there. <laughs> if they yeah. realize everyone on Game of Thrones is a robot. Peter Dinklage comes <laughs> riding on a horse. But, but they... Uh, Actually, anyway. I did hear that theory, reading a review of it today, that they keep talking in this pilot about... The, oh, the last trouble we had was 30-some years ago. The and they're talking mm-hmm. about this could be, if you want to think of it that way, it's in continuity. Right. It's continuing the movie, and these are upgrades from the years of the movie. But yeah, that, I, mean, it's great. I don't nice. think it means anything, but Just you can nice, take it that way. Nice touch. You know. Basically, we we start out with uh, Evan Rachel. What, what's her name? <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, I always. Is her name Claire or Clark? Yeah, it's Del- Mulva. I know it, it sounds like Dolores. a... Dolores. <laughs> everybody, I hope everybody got that. Now, um, I didn't because I was correcting you. Never mind. One of these days! Anyway, well, actually, start, start with the credits. There's like a 3D printing thing and, you know, great piano piece. It just... I love the credits of that. Everybody's going to watch it now online. And she's narrating... Evan Rachel Wood's character, Dolores, is narrating about the park. Basically, she is being interviewed by 
um, one of the handlers, the programmers, and talking about you know Westworld. But we watched James Marsden show up riding the train into Westworld. That's how you customers, it seems, are delivered to Westworld. And Did you not think like originally like he was a customer? That's coming what they in. were trying yeah. to show you. You know, you are. He's a customer coming in. He shows. He's up. the fresh, fresh-faced hero. Right. You assume you're going to be following. You hear other guys on the train talking about, you know, oh, last time was a bad guy, you know, and you know what are you going to be this time? And they, he shows up, comes into town, and bumps into Ned Ryerson as he's walking through. Through, you know, <laughs> it's it's very. It feel felt like so many other shows and movies. Groundhog Day. Uh, what? So many. So many. <laughs> And did you catch like the purge? It felt like the purge. You know, <laughs> go in there and do whatever you want. You know, and, and, and did get you away catch like at the beginning? He's like rubbing his like shoulder area, like where he's been previously shot. Like I didn't catch that. There was the a beginning. continuation, like when the first time we see him die, the next time it loops back around, you see him like rubbing right there where he was shot at. So I was like, ooh, is did that, that happen at the first the first time you see him? He's already doing that. I don't I, I don't remember if it's the first time, oh, okay. but like after we watch him get shot and stuff, it was just like you could tell like there was something a little bit more to that. Yeah, I like that whole Groundhog Day element with without it being a complete repetition. It's there are little changes each time that you can right. tell things can kind of go a certain way. You're on rails, but you're not definitely a set pattern. Yeah, depending on what scenario you choose, who you follow, and that but that was kind of the thing they were showing. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, the programmers are changing the story every, every day slightly or adding new stories and things. So, yeah, it it's wasn't. Kind of, it's a kind of a total recall vibe, like, you know, where you choose. Yeah. Your, it's just right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ultimate choose your adventure. Yeah. Truman Show. You feel like, you're, you know, you're being watched. Yeah. Even has Ed Harris. No. <clears throat> but anyway, he comes in. He, like, goes to the. I, I like he walks by there, like, sheriff trying to form a posse. That's an adventure you can go on if you want to go find the bad guy. Go up in the hills and yeah, it's titled side mission on a video game. Yeah, yeah that's great. just what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of those everywhere. He he goes in the saloon. The you know, well, talk about who what else is the, in it. Tandy Newton and uh, what? What was the video game? The Western Red one. Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels like that too. And then he spies uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Goes out. Meets up with her. She recognizes him. Oh, I need to be back. And they ride off to to her family. You know, well, they spend together the day together and then go to her parents' house. And, of course, there's like a side. There's a mission there. You know, they're being attacked by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And he has to go save her. And that's when we sit, meet the man in black, they call Ooh, him, yeah. Ed Harris, who <laughs> is the best part of the whole thing as far as I'm concerned. He's awesome. And, and uh, Teddy tries to. Shoot him and save the day. He's dragging Evan Rachel Wood off, and he he shoots him. It doesn't hurt him. And then we start to realize that Teddy is just an android like the rest of them, and the, you know Ed Harris is not, and that the humans can't be hurt by the guns. And he also mentions how much fun he's had with Dolores over yeah. the years. Yeah, you got to start. That's when you really started thinking like. How many times has she probably been raped by this guy or anyone? You know, it's it's thinking about, like, is he even a bad guy? You know, how bad can, it, is it to go there? And we In a video game, if you were playing, 
Grand Theft Auto is one I think of, mm-hmm. you know, or many other games where you can do whatever you want. I can't put. I get moral qualms. I, well, see, I get, when I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I have to have this car. I don't mean to hurt you. Like I really do. After I play for a while, I start having like anxiety. And then I'm sorry, I had to run over you on the yeah. sidewalk. As <laughs> right. I drove away. Right. But yeah, Red Dead was the other thing you could. You know, put on a bandana around your face and rob whoever you wanted. And I, I didn't play that way because I'm like, right. I don't want to hurt these people. They're just <laughs> yeah. living their lives, cowboys. Yeah, I can't play like that either. When you, you start, I like to follow the story in a video game. And if I go in and it's just okay to just rob everybody, yeah. that just that doesn't make any sense to me. Am I good or not? But usually you don't you don't get looked down on for your morals in a video game. And that's basically what these people are going there to do. They can do whatever they want. So he's, he, he's like living there. It seems like he's been – he either they, – they long-term vacation. He's their or, oldest customer. Yeah, like so he's, he's been, been – yeah. So it seems like he never leaves almost. He's yeah, I, I'm not sure the whole – what we're, you know, we'll slowly find out what's going on with him, I'm sure. But they then they we get the Groundhog Day aspect. They restart the day. She wakes up again. She goes outside. Her dad's on the porch. You know, yeah. oh, you headed off to town again, you know. Um then the some other customers go up with the, on the posse side mission, and the sheriff starts malfunctioning. We get to see more behind the scenes. They're working on the sheriff. Things are going wrong with them. They're starting to discover that all these, you know, androids are having problems, and they're not. They're as they're acting more human. They're also starting to basically remember previous days. Legend. Yeah. And one of the people up there on the ridge is the villain from Agents of Shield. The or uh, Peggy, the uh, guy that was running for office, is the uh, character that becomes the sheriff for that mission. No, I didn't recognize him. Wow, I'm not the one that caught that. <laughs> I feel special now. And but this second day when they, they show Teddy coming to town again, this time he gets distracted by some other customers, and she she runs into. Ed Harris and every everything just changes the second day. Um, this that her dad finds a picture that apparently a customer must have dropped uh, of a woman in modern day, you know, in a city basically, and it just messes him up. <laughs> he just it he can't understand where she is. Later in the show, he's showing it to her, and she just acts like she doesn't even see anything wrong with the picture. It's like that would. That would really—I I could see how that would really mess with. It would mess with your mind if you saw it some. For us, if we saw a place that we didn't recognize, but this guy, these people really believe they are real. Well, they seem like there's some kind of programming. Like the little boy says, "Are you? You're not real." And she's just like, "I don't know what you mean." Like they seem to gloss over any mm-hmm. inconsistencies like that. But the guy didn't, and there's that. Yeah, that means there's something wrong. Yeah, the. Uh, then what, like I think later later in that second day, the one of the bad guys that Teddy killed in the fir- on the first day is he malfunctions and goes on a killing spree. And they end up showing the third day she wakes up, comes out, and her dad's sitting on the porch still looking at that picture. Now <laughs> she's starting to figure out something's wrong with something is wrong with him and runs to town try to get Teddy to help her. Which I love. This was when like the bad guy showed up. The Hector that was supposed to be up in the mountains. They, one of the guys behind the scenes, had rewritten it, written a great <laughs> speech for this guy. Come to town, and I don't know the name of the guy that played Hector, but he was awesome. Like 
just this bat, bad guy in black that could awesome gunslinger and flipping around and doing all this stuff and he, he uh anyway Teddy got got killed and at this point got I was shot like shot in the neck I was like this is did you not feel like okay this is going to be South Park <laughs> every episode every every day Teddy's going to get killed <laughs> they killed Teddy anyway the the they end up working on the dad later. Well, we didn't even mention Anthony Hopkins plays like the original programmer, and he like, he's making touches behind the scenes, adding them to the program to make the androids seem even more real. And then, but it's also probably causing a lot of these problems that they're becoming more realistic. And the the dad, one of the dad's earlier programs, he recited like Shakespeare, Shakespeare yeah. yeah, and he had whispered to her that you know the. The violent delights would have violent ends. You know, showing probably where this is going. Prophecy. So that was basically it. I like the. Did you notice the music? They were they were playing like modern music, yeah. but. Uh, they played the yeah Black Hole Sun. Black I was Hole like, Sun. Why do I know that? Oh yeah. wow, that's cool. And then when the bad guy came to town, it was Paint It Black. Yeah. So. Two songs of black. And then they end with Johnny Cash over the credits. I was like, yes, now you've, yeah. you've really done it. Yeah, so thoughts? The first thing I want to know is I'm curious is who's a robot or android and who's not. Like, Because there's little things I, I think about with the, the human interaction, like the people that are working on the androids and robots and – the one programmer is like talking about the the woman that seems to be in charge about the way she does something with her eyebrow and, and things like that. And I'm just wondering, all these people that are running around working on stuff, will it come out later that maybe they're not actually human either, but they don't know it? Kind of a Blade Runner situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's hard hard to tell. It, it also it actually ended because they had asked her. Uh, interviewed Dolores saying, w- would you, they want to make sure they won't hurt any of the customers, you know, would you ever harm a living thing? And she says no. But at the very end, a fly, where you'd seen flies landed on them and it didn't, they didn't even notice it. And this time she slaps it and kills it. That was so effective. Yes. Like you've seen the blood and guts and shooting for a whole hour of this show. But the thing that made me like, uh, was her slapping that fly. I was like, whoa, yeah. The one problem I have is in the advertisements for it, they show a picture of, I assume it's her eyeball, and a fly is walking across her eyeball with no movement or whoever. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, that feels like it's ripped right off of Eon Flux, the original cartoon where she catches a fly like in her yeah, eyelashes. Yeah. And I was like, eh. But that's just a little... That review I read, the people in the comment section were even arguing, could Ed Harris be a robot? Yeah. Like you know, well, this doesn't affect him. Well, maybe he's the first to rebel or something, you know, because obviously that's the Yul Brenner character, yeah. and you expected him to be the robot. And that's why the scene right. is so effective. But you know, could he still be a robot who's figured out how to get past that programming? So people are going to argue who is and oh, who isn't true, that yeah. for the whole series. Yeah, he scalps an, another robot, and there's like circuitry map or something on the bottom of it, and he's it's like he's trying to find it. Deeper part to the game, you know, he says, and you know, we're not sure where what he's talking about, but I mean, it, it, you feel like is he looking for for the people running it, or what? What is he looking for? Yeah, we only got a few little hints at a bigger conspiracy or higher up management 
that have some other purpose going on. Right. And that's that's really intriguing to me. Of the, yeah, there's something else at play here. Yeah, it sounds like you know just from what I've just you know seen of the original movie as very much in its time and place of hey westerns are cool and like what it sounds like to me with this one is yeah you know, westerns aren't cool anymore but you know it's cool video games and it like it very explicitly is like making you get in that mindset more than you know it's not just about being in a western movie it's like oh, yeah. no this is you do this every day in your games and now you <laughs> and you're being controlled by the man man you're all puppets man Here's a twist for you. What if the end you find out that Anthony Hopkins is the only real person? Ooh, jeez, you always have to take it to the <laughs> limit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say well, just probably not. Like or what if he's the only robot and everyone else was? Wait a minute, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. I, I like your, your good try. Yeah, but he, he's with you. I didn't think that through, but we can work on but it. But even like the part where they're talking about where they open up the storage unit and all that water comes out, like I feel like that has there's some more he's meaning. He's been to that. locked up away in there or something. Yeah. Yeah. I one thing you think of. They replace these 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 androids are playing different characters. Like at the end, the bartender is now her dad, and it, she doesn't even bat an eye. And as she comes out, he says the same stuff to her in the morning her dad did. And it's just they are replaced. They play different roles. Who knows how many times? And they they comment that she's the oldest one they have. She's you know who knows how much she has done. So who even are they going to be if they do assume a role as a character? If they're becoming you know kind of human what is their personality going to be you know considering how many different roles they've played i was like so i just think there's so many ways they could go with this it can only disappoint me basically that's my only <laughs> negative about the show is that i'm scared to death i have such high hopes for it that it can't live up to it well yeah along those lines i love the the recurring player piano right view because that's such a perfect metaphor of like pre-scripted. You can only play one tune, what you're programmed to play. And I thought that was so well done that you can kind of change. You can put a different piece of sheet music in, but it's basically going to be the same thing. And you have no control over it. I was like, oh, that's so good. And then, yeah, when you put it as a metaphor for today's society where we all have roles to play, but there's somebody above us really pulling the strings. Like, oh, there's so much depth to this show that I, yeah, I'm going to love this show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, I want in one of one of the sequels to the movie, they like the intentions of the people running the park were to um, the only people that could go there were rich people. It was so expensive to go there, and then they got them there and basically ha had had them hostage. I think and could, were controlling their money in the real world. They you know so I don't think that's where this is going. But I don't mm -hmm. you know that there's some sort of you know, bad motivations by the people behind the scene. There's so many. There's so many characters. You know, we didn't name Jeffrey Rice like one of the head programmers, and I don't know the woman's name. And there's the one guy that's trying to write the story, and he's you know, it's like they all have egos, and uh, you know how they're involved. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I like also uh, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins was sitting there talking to his one of his oldest characters. There it was a. Uh, Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah, I was say, it looks like Wild Bill. It was a, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was the bad guy from The Crow. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> I recognize that guy. It's like Michael something, but I like him. He's got a really weird voice. 
<laughs> but anyway, I don't really have much else to say about it except it was great. I saw, I watched the second episode today, and it uh, it's still good. Awesome. So I give it ten fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I give a, ro- a robotic thumb, a mal- malfunctioning robotic thumb up. <laughs> as far as staying on TV, I watched the show just because our original Jesse watched the show. I saw him com- comment about it on Facebook. It was called Timeless on I NBC. I watched that too. Did. I did. I just, I'm such a time travel addict. I had to watch it. And, you know, it was all right. It was a lot of the old time travel tropes. But it was basically like a historian and a soldier and a scientist have to chase this criminal back in time. He stole a time machine, and they have to travel to historic points in time, which is always the best, you know. <laughs> yeah, exciting stuff only happens on important days in history. Right. It's not just like right. some random Wednesday in the yeah. in the fifties. <laughs> so what was it? it was the wreck of the Hindenburg? Yeah, and next week's uh, the assassination of Lincoln. Well, I got it. I watched that one. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was so, it was obviously a network show. Like, yeah. uh, I was thinking, they were, before the first commercial break, they were already back in time. Yeah. They just threw these characters out there, like, I, I'm a teacher with mommy issues, and oh, I'm a scientist too, or I'm a soldier with some, you know, PTSD. Right. And it's like, oh, quick, get in this time travel, go. Quick, and it's like, what? Time machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it literally just pedal to the metal, and you're like, oh, but I did like the twist at the end. I saw it coming, but yeah, yeah. it was a neat, a neat little twist they add to it, you know, because they kind of altered the crash of the Hindenburg, and it's like, okay, that will change the entire timeline, right. and they didn't gloss over that, but. Yeah. And, of course, they had to make up rules of, like, yeah, but we can't go back twice. And, the, like, any time travel, you've got to – How many times it. do they say the word yeah. space-time continuum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. we can't meet each other. I was like, other. enough about the flux capacitor. <laughs> Although I was very happy that the the guy who runs the – the uh, the whatever the, sto- the shop was where they make – Spaceships, I don't know, <laughs> or time tra- whatever time the company the, the was. The old time Yeah, shop. he was yeah. A, uh, a real fine gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> the British guy, mm-hmm. the British gentleman uh, was from that show. Peep Show we talked about a couple oh, weeks okay. ago is Alan Johnson from that show. Is one of my favorite characters on there. I was like, yes, it's Johnson. Yeah, there was like two rules. You said you couldn't if, go back to the same time twice, and the other one, you couldn't go back into a time you already existed. If you guys did not get that joke, see previous episode. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I, I always find comical about time stories is they're always in a hurry. It's like you're going back this, in time. This is how this one started. It's like, quick, get, you know, get out. It's like, but I have to go tell my sister something. It's like we don't have time. Right. It's like you could literally go you have back all the time, anytime time in the world. You have a time machine. Yeah. I was just like, and that what Marty me. says at the yeah. end of. Yeah. Hey, what are we talking about? I got all the time in the world. I got a time machine. <laughs> Yep. Did you happen to look up um, Synchronicity? It's on Netflix. Is it? And it looks terrible. <laughs> it's not. It's on my queue, but all I could okay. think was, thank God Michael told me the wrong movie to watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh. Ark has to be better than that. Like it, it, I will say, for Ark, the production value looks better, but the story, I, I think, is going to be better in Synchronicity. Okay. Well, since we went to streaming, well, did you make any further in the Oh, what? what? There was a big one this week. Okay. There's Flash and Arrow. Well, you went to streaming. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, go on, Flash. 
Flash. Did you watch it? Yes. And what did you think? Again, I was kind of shocked how fast it moved. The, I, the no Flash pun, moves fast, the man. Pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, like, I thought they'd play around in this alternate reality we for got a couple s- episodes. And they're just like, boom, boom, in. boom, we're fixing everything. And there's obviously a few little twists and turns, but... Did you watch it, Jared? I did not. Uh, I'm, I'm no good to you. <laughs> now, is it, I, I don't know. I think I, I think I saw a tweet or something. Does it have something to do with Flashpoint? Uh, in name only. <laughs> oh, okay. it, it's, it's basically at the end of the season... Uh, Barry has the villain every- says, "Looks like we've got some kind of flashpoint." <laughs> That's literally how they oh come my. up with that term. <laughs> but Barry goes back in time and says, "F everyone, I'm saving my mother," and it changes everything. And we find out that he's been in this flashpoint universe for three months, and he's every time he uses his speed, he's losing his memory of the previous life. So, and of course, really quick, like. Here's always a key that something is not going to go right is when you have a show where the love interest, everything seems to work out with them. You know, like, I go all the way back to uh, Adventures of Lois and Clark where as soon as Lois hooked up with Clark, the show went downhill. Well, at the end of The Flash last season, Iris was like, I love you. And he's like, he goes back and saves his mother and... In this episode, she's like, I, I love you again. And it's like, you know, like that's like a key point. Like, okay, well, this isn't going to last. And then thanks to Flashpoint at the end of it, time has changed again. Because and that's the only thing that matches up with Flashpoint in the comics is that changing time has had some repercussions to it. And for some reason, Iris is not in the picture at all. It was a good start yeah. to the season. I, I'm curious about Rival, though, since he showed up at the end. I, is that anyone from the comics, or are they just... I don't... Well, it sounds like he's going to be alchemy or something. Yeah, or, it seemed like just a throwaway. That that whole subplot was kind of dumb. Like, I will say that. Like, it was cool to see Kid Flash, but the whole reason why he... Like, how that was what decided for him to go back in time again and fix it or whatever was... I, I feel like it was a silly plot device, but oh, it's a good start. And I don't even want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. I, oh, no. I tuned in. It was the most boring episode I've ever seen. Those two guys just sitting at a table. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Where's he going with this? <laughs> Agent Coulson. I think it was like Race Bannon or something. No, it was the one guy from the, that was he, the one guy on the right was trying to legislate something against the X-Men. Yeah, it was just a, they literally just talked for an hour and a half. Policies and Donald Trump and oh wait wait I think you're, that you, were you watching the vice presidential debate no it was it's, uh, it was Agents of Shield time slot <laughs> oh, yeah, it, so it and this is why I don't prepare jokes ahead of time <laughs> because they're always terrible <laughs> I and I've wasted you. everyone's time here I was thinking you're being serious I was like what's going on here. <laughs> All right, what, we got streaming or what? I guess. Well, Did you hold guys... on, there's oh more. Oh, my God. <laughs> arrow, 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 No arrow. one cares about Arrow. arrow. Cliff's it's, not here. It's season You are outvoted on Arrow. Cliff is not here. Well, that's just how Arrow felt because his whole team disbanded <laughs> and no one was on his side anymore. Poor Arrow. Arrow felt like Cliff. <laughs> Cliff. There's one thing I did want to bring up about Arrow, and we can move on. It was a good starter episode. He did some pretty neat special effects with his arrows towards the end. We now see the parachute arrow. 
But he did this pretty cool double, triple Lundy twist, shooting an arrow into a helicopter. Nice. But the one thing that I, I will say that I really enjoyed was, and stay with me on this, is the fine gay black gentleman gets beat up in the episode. And that was your favorite part? Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Because at the end of it, he comes to the Arrow. The Arrow is forming a new team. And he, he comes and says, "You can, I'll help you form a new team as long as you train me also. And what I'm saying is that the gay, the, um, gay black gentleman did not get beat up because he was gay. <laughs> he was in the wrong part of town looking for someone else. And just two criminals showed up and like, beat him up and stole his wallet and stuff. It wasn't like a hate crime that for like, because mm-hmm. you see that so many times in comic books where it's a very so, stereotypical, yeah. it has to be a message. Yeah. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I hope y'all, we hate that. gentlemen in this part of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't like your kind. So, so you're saying it's progress that we can beat up any black people. Yeah, on just beat TV. up anybody. Okay. Yeah. And it's not a hate crime. Well, that's not good either. Uh, please understand what I, the words that are coming out of my mouth. He has mouth. the best intentions, I swear. Yeah. It just comes out great. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Do Ray. Egon. So, did you guys watch any Luke Cage? I, I got a no, no, and a no. I couldn't because I had to watch Westworld. Jared has had Netflix for two weeks now or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Good. I have a. He's watched more than me. <laughs> I have. I watched first season of Daredevil. I'm halfway through Des- Jessica Jones on the Marvel right. shows. <laughs> Are you loving every minute of it? I I, I enjoyed Daredevil. Yes, and I'm, I I really like Jessica Jones so yeah. far. Yeah, I'd say Jessica Jones has been my favorite. Um, nice. I have a confession to make. I am wrapped like this is my secret. Is the reason why I can't watch anything else on Netflix is I'm really wrapped up in Quantico because the lead actress, she's. But no, actually, the show. I'm just really into the show, and it's it's unfortunately it's not 13 episodes. It's like 20 some episodes. I'm trying to get through. But Luke Cage is up next. I said that to Jordan the other day. I feel like modern TV has, has spoiled me because when you like go on Netflix and like look at shows to watch, anytime a show is like 22 episodes a season, I'm just like, oh lord, man. Like, and that's what all, most you know all the network shows, all the old shows, like. Oh, sweet, man, X-Files. I'll watch some X-Files. Like, oh, man, I can't do 22, 24 episodes <laughs> yeah. a season. That's just it's too much commitment, man. Like, 13 is my limit now. Right. Well, I was like, I stayed up late one night after work thinking, oh, this is like episode 11 or 12. It must be getting towards the end. <laughs> and I, like, go to the next episode and look ahead. I'm like, crap. <laughs> so we'll talk about Luke Cage someday. Is it still good? Because I, I mean, I the internet's, like, breaking. I've only watched four episodes. I was just curious if anybody else was anywhere. It, it's... It's on par with the other series. It's not anything better or worse. I just cool. hear that there's too many fine gentlemen in it. Yeah, I, I've That's seen online complaints so... like they thought it was 
you know, there was too many black people in it, which is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, people are pulling different tweets. I keep seeing screenshots of white people tweeting very dumb things. Yeah. And I don't know if it's if they're trying to be sarcastic trolling and make a joke or, yeah. or trolling. It or is a it is. oh yeah, it's probably ninety percent African Americans in the cast and it's a great show. I mean it's like who freaking cares? Anyway. I saw today the uh a trailer drop for Black Mirror season three. Ooh. So and that starts October twenty first. So if you like that show, it's that it's originally British. This is kind of an American version now. Um but it's like uh Twilight Zone digital age. Kind of where we're going if we keep staring at our phones. And And my favorite episode on there that really fits in today is a fictional character ends up running for president and gets elected or prime minister or whatever it was in overseas but it's it's a great i can see that happening these days (laughs) but it looks good and i've heard already good reviews about this third season coming out so i'm definitely watching that i did watch a movie on netflix today that i can recommend yes and i know we've talked a little you guys have talked on the podcast about taika watiti who is directing the new thor movie but his i think i don't know if it's his first movie or a second movie is called boy and it's on netflix and i watched that the other day and it was incredible Really? I didn't think I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's like, it just hit my sweet spot of every, I mean, it's a period movie set like in the early 80s in like rural New Zealand with all these, you know, dirt poor uh, Maori, you know, uh, Islanders. And, uh, you know, it's about a little boy uh, and his dad is played by Taika Waititi is like, you know, been absent his whole life. So he's kind of conjured up all these imaginary of who his dad is and what he's done. He's like, thinks he's this war hero and all this stuff. It's got these great, like, kind of uh, fantasy elements. His little brother, like, draws a little superhero, so it has, like, little drawings and stuff. Incredible direction. Uh, and it was really funny, you know, that very dry, you know, Flight of the Concords-esque humor. Really fun. I, I was an emotional mess by the end of it. I mean, it, it was highly recommended. And I, everything I see from him just makes me more excited about the Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I, I think that movie has a chance to be, like, really kind of weird yeah. And just different than anything just, that Marvel's done. I'm really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way about it. I was like, what are they going to let him do? Because how are they going to keep it in the the Marvel yeah. bubble with him running it? Yeah. Like, you just think you, he's just going to exude his essence yeah, all over it. Weirdness, you know, I can't, yeah. wait to, can't wait to see it. That, that, I definitely want to watch that. I'm glad yeah. it's on Netflix. It's like an 11-year-old boy is the star of it, and he was incredible. It was like one of the best performances I've ever seen by a little kid. I will recommend uh, turning the subtitles on. Oh, because, and I love the New Zealand accent, but, you know, it's like these little rural New Zealand kids, like, you can't understand every other yeah. word they're saying. So turn the subtitles on so you can understand what they're saying and all oh, the yeah. slang and everything. But, yeah, big, big recommendation on that one. Cool. Anything else streaming? I've watched so much, so many things, but I don't have anything <laughs> I'd, like, recommend. Michael's thinking. You think about that. Okay. Movies. In a world... One man, one desire. A long time ago, in a land, in a time, coming this fall, they were young. Hold tight, they're back, he's back, they're all back, and this time, even funnier. And all the other movie trailer cliches. I saw, um, they tried to say that Ben Affleck... Named his Batman movie, and then they took it away. Was the Batman, and he said no. 
So it's a controversial choice. Yeah. Having a the the Batman. Batman. So. Uh, is the bat and man hyphenated? <laughs> that would oh the internet would blow up. I hope they change it to I'm Batman. That would be the, that'd be the better title. <laughs> that would be good. And then I saw the poster for the Logan, the last I guess Wolverine movie that we assume is going to be based on Old Man Logan, which I never read, but Je- the original Jesse says it's it's good. <laughs> Jesse is a friend Yeah, I know He's been a good friend of mine The original and yeah, best I'm Jesse. guessing this will have this burn <laughs> <laughs> All your other Jesse's can't compare <laughs> I'm guessing this has as much to do with Old Man Logan as Age of Ultron does or any Civil War does. Like, it'll Days take some It'll take those the, uh, themes or tones, but it won't. I'm sure it won't be an adaptation. Like the Apocalypse X-Men movie yeah. and how freaking yeah. horrible it was. Just saying. <laughs> so did you see, they released a few little notes about that movie. Did you see any of the, the um, details? They showed, I did, but go ahead. Uh, they showed the Professor the photo of Professor X in the aged makeup. So Patrick mm. Stewart looks old. Ooh. <laughs> oh, whoa. That guy is an age for like I thought you meant the age James McAvoy. No, it was Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. Because it's set in 2024. Okay. And the plot involves something about in the, the government. Year 20, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we can have a new song. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. In- Cliff, Cliff will be back next week. We can make a new song. Uh, yeah, it's apparently uh, the government's taking mutant kids and turning them into killers. That's the idea, yeah. I still like the uh, thing that Ryan Reynolds tweeted about it. Oh, where they said that was my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all all I saw were the comments of whoever's, whatever kid's hand that was has really long fingers. Yes, it's like, (laughs) I was like, oh, bad Photoshop, guys. (laughs) And I saw, all I could think of was Perlmutter when I saw this. Perlmutter and what's the other guy's name? Peer and Boom. Yes, that's actually who I was thinking of because they. I saw a poster for Borg Mac- McEnroe, <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf is going to play John McEnroe, and I'm so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just sounds I, li- I like him. I think, can you sense, imagine, yeah. him, imagine him as John McEnroe? It's going to be great. <laughs> like, he is he is him. <laughs> and he's got the long curly hair in the picture, and they've got, you know, their dress and the short shorts and everything. It just... All I could think of was that meme you put up, up there, you know, the picture of Perrin Boom and Perlmutter. I was like, yes. And, of course, we, we were talking earlier. They got the drop of the teaser trailer for War of the Planet of the Apes, the third. And there was, what was it, Rise, Dawn, Dawn, that the order? Dawn, Rise. I think it was Dawn and then Rise. Okay. And then War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And do you ha- do you know what where they're going with it? Uh, I, from what I've heard, uh, his Woody Harrelson, I think is kind of the, uh, human antagonist. He's like the last, he's the, you know, he's leading the ragtag band of humans that are left to kind of oppose the apes or whatever. And, uh, Andy Serkis again, as Caesar, Caesar. which, you know, I, I I just love the movies. I mean, I, and I love the original Planet of the Apes movies. That's like, that's my jam as far as like sci-fi movies that I love. And forget about the Wahlberg version, but yeah, the new the new trilogy or the new two that have come out so far are just uh, yeah incredible to me. It's 
it's the right way to do a reboot or a remake or whatever you want to call it. It's not, and I love Andy Serkis needs a an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, that is some acting. Yeah, and the te- and the teaser, if you've seen it, there it, there's nothing to it. It's like you know, it's basically you see Caesar's face, and it looks like snow or uh, like the ashes fallout of nuclear Ooh, winter is what it's that. supposed to be because you know what they did they blew it up jordan you maniacs oh, you blew maniacs. it up <laughs> you went and did it they went and did it <laughs> they blew it up uh, so yeah that uh looking forward to that one definitely yeah oh yeah they were they were all good i love that series so we got two more sections here one i'm going to talk about games Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I you blew it. My turn. Shall we play a game? And I, I want you guys' opinion on this. This is, I'm talking about a type of game. Now, the, there's a years ago, this was the first one was Risk Legacy. It took the it's this type of game I'm talking about are called legacy games, and it kind of has an end to it. And you buy a game, and Risk was the first one. I think in uh, 2011, this designer Rob Davial worked for Hasbro, and he had this idea to make a game that changes every time you play it. And Did I had this idea before or after he left Hasbro because that has happened where people do something and Hasbro ends up owning it. Well, I know that he's done a lot of this since then and not for them. So I don't know all the details, but he uh, he did that and basically it took risk and as you you played a game of it, Whoever won, like things changed the way the world was on the map. You add stickers, you change, you know, countries are no longer the same. You open boxes and things change. Um, last year, there's a website I've probably mentioned before, I will mention again, it's called boardgamegeek.com. If you're interested in board games at all, go there. It ranks like the top 10,000 board games. There's so many board games, but like the top 10 have not changed for many years, and they're not any you've ever heard of. But ones that the main geeks on there, like, just push to the top. These are our favorites, and they're never moving. Well, last year, Rob Davial came out with a game from Z-Man Games called Pandemic Legacy, which Pandemic was originally, like Risk, a really popular game. It was also a map of the world and was about scientists trying to stop um, different diseases from taking over the world, and they had to go around curing them and controlling them. You basically work for the CDC. Well... In the this this game became the greatest game ever. Like it is at the top of the list after last year, and it things change every game. And you will open up these boxes, and new things come out. Or, I mean, I I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it basically is a type of game that changes. You may you'll play it basically like fifteen to twenty times. Well, does it involve buying more things no. to play more? It is a one ways? time. It's That's a one time cool. thing. You buy. It this like pandemic was called season one, so they'll have another one. So it's not an expansion pack you're buying to alter. No, things. this is this is a game by itself called Pandemic Legacy Season One, and you play as these characters. If your character dies, you rip up your character card. They they tell you to. They want you to <laughs> it to be permanent. 
that person's gone. They're dead. You can't use that character anymore. You can't. They they have special things they can do. They may be the scientist. Well, they're no longer. The rest of the time you play this, you don't have that person with those powers. You know, that that mechanic is out of the game. So things are introduced each time. It's just so much fun to open up a box, like you know, and have some new. You'll add a new rule sticker that you'll put in the rule book, or your guy will. It's, it has a little RPGness to it. Your your guys will get more powerful. You can earn a. Uh, you can travel faster to a different city, or or now this city is rioting and you can't get there, and you know, and it's permanently. It can only get worse. You can't get <laughs> make the city better. Pretty soon, this city is gone. You know, it's it's very interesting. It's a, it's an exciting new mechanic to a game. To it's very finite. You know, when it's over. Yet some people are mad like they can't. Well, I won't be able to play this game anymore once I'm done. Well, there's a lot of things that you do in your life you're never going to do again. <laughs> you know it. You don't have to go buy the original Pandemic if you want to play it over and over. The reason I brought it up is last week I got delivered the game he came out with this year for a different company, Plat Hat Games. It's called Seafall, and it's also a legacy game. And this is like uh, co- colonial times. You have ships. You you know you have your own province. You and three to, you know there's three to five players in it, and you will. You have the board is basically open sea, and there may be like three islands on it to begin with. And as you go, you will discover more islands, and pretty soon you're having trade and delivering, you know, doing different things, attacking places. There's a book with different scenarios telling you what's happening, but the story changes, and things are permanent. Again, just once you add something to the board, there it is. You when you get your thing out, you write on your get your sharpie out, write on there who you, what your name in this person and things like that. It's just I love this idea. Like, I really enjoy it. I can't wait to play Seafall. Nope. I know a guy who apparently was a, he called a play tester for that. Yeah. Or got to play early. Like his name, he posted on Facebook his name's in the credits oh, or okay. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that, that name seeing it on Facebook. So Jeffrey Wolf helped play test that oh, game I'll and check make my, it perfect. It's, I've got the, you know, thing in my backpack. I'll look, look his name up. Um, but the, uh, that designer, this week tweeted i follow him on twitter and he tweeted he's making a new game and he was asking for play testers and i didn't answer it fast enough but he <laughs> too busy talking to hurley <laughs> i know <laughs> but he did he did get back to me and said there would be a round two of play testing but he's sending out a print and play to people to try out he's making a lock and key game oh. which is my favorite oh. comic book of all time and i told him that trust me he's like listen this is my favorite so I will be badgering him to get to play test. He said there will be a round two. It's like good. So I, I do like the the concept that you're talking about. Like the pandemic legacy to me sounds a little bit more entertaining to me than the colonial thing. But to have like a group of friends that like you just meet every Friday for like the next twenty weeks and play this game, and as it evolves, like you that's could basically how you do it. Yeah, because you you get you get like almost like fantasy football. You can joke with each other, and as it continues, and be like you know giving each other crap about this or that. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea because seriously, how many times you play a game and then you get bored with it and you put it on your right. shelf? It's it's the same every time. You know, so there's different. A lot of games have things that are different. You can find different ways to play it, but this is definitely going to be different every time. And yet, it it's finite, but it's worth it. It evolves as yes. you play. Is what it yeah. sounds like. That sounds cool. Really good. So I recommend all those games to anyone out there. And now we're going to go on to comics. Comics. 
How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Lots of comic news this week. Can I start it out? Sure. Shame on you, DC Comics, for Flash. <laughs> I read the, the new Flash re- rebirth. Yeah, yeah. I, I read, like, the first four issues, and then there were so many Flash that I left. So many, is that the plural of Flash? <laughs> is flash? Yes. You got Flash one flash. Two times. So many Flash. Flash. <laughs> wow, you should have stayed with it for just a couple more issues. What is go, what's going on? I don't remember. <laughs> well, is there controversy? Here's what you know. I messaged Jordan the other day. I said, you know, for kids, who's probably the most popular superhero right now? And you answered me back to Flash. Well, you said Deathstroke first, which I thought was funny. <laughs> but um, the Flash. Just okay, see if he would so buy. It. You have all these kids that are loving this Flash show. You, they don't have another Flash book out. Based on the show right now, do they? No. Okay. So you have all these kids that love The Flash. Okay, you have this rebirth that immediately deals with death, and you have this Godspeed character. And starting out, you have all these people gaining speed, and it seems like he's going to, like, Barry's getting all excited because he has this family of Flashes that he can help train. And then the very first guy that becomes almost kind of like a sidekick to him just kills them all. Kills every other super speedster that like had this pop up power and is this horrible villain. And it's like, like there was kids, there was like a new love interest, and I was just like, this is not a book for kids. <laughs> well, there are very few books for kids. Okay, I looked it up. Plural Flash is Flash, and crows are murder, gaggle of geese, load of bees, pile of eagles. <laughs> <laughs> what was the beast? <laughs> a duffel bag of seals. <laughs> Go on, Tori. What's owls? Oh, owls? Let's see. It says a typical pool of owls. <laughs> but no, I was just I was small intimate gathering of crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> I just for it to be like for something for kids to pick up like I just hated that whole storyline. Like, I really like the art that's in it. I, I like the artist. I don't. I'm too much of a Flash person to enjoy that art style on that book or that storyline. So, well, let's go to happier news. Okay. What'd you see in Superman this week? Superman it was dedicated to Darwin Cook. Darwin Cook. Like, my nerd burn up boner <laughs> is at full mass. <laughs> <laughs> So what they do with their own book? The, the story is called Dinosaur Island or Escape from Dinosaur Island. So Superman and his son are out. I don't know what they're doing a science experiment or something for school, and they get warped to some weird island. And there's a lot uh, of dinosaurs and there's the pterodactyls. Drone takes on a life of its own and yeah. transports it. Too. So they're looking around, and in the end, you find out that they're on the island that appears in the New Frontier book. At I mean, that's the whole villain of the story, is this island. So it basically makes New Frontier in continuity with, you know, DC Universe. At the very end, they're in a cave looking at a wall, and it's the story of the losers. And, like, it just, oh, I just want to cry just thinking about it right now. Go ahead. But it's just, 
It's a perfect love letter to Darwin Cooks. Uh, I, I did want to mention this week, uh, Gary Reed passed away, who was the uh, founder, publisher, editor, writer for Caliber Comics. Um, not a huge name in the industry, but has had a, an impact like you wouldn't believe. He's, uh, he's from Michigan, and he started out as a retailer. And he, especially around the Midwest, I mean, he went to every show that was out there. And he he became a publisher of this Caliber Comics. And if you don't know any of their books, I know you know some of their alumni because he's the one who first gave starts to people like Brian Bendis, David Mack, Guy Davis, Mike Carey. He published The Crow by James O'Barr. Ed Brubaker started there. I mean, just a, a who's who uh, as a talent scout finding these new voices in the comic industry and every one of them this week said there was never a nicer guy he never screwed me over like he just believed in comics he wasn't out to make a buck and he just seemed like the most genuine guy in the world was and this like kind of the 90s era like what, what it was time period amidst was that, that 90s indie boom okay. and I, I didn't read a lot of their stuff but it, it's Hearing about it, it seems to have stood atop a lot of the junk that came out in the '90s during that boom. Because I said he found, he knew where to <laughs> where to find talent apparently. Yeah. And he, I even know some guy because he's a fairly local. Uh, my buddy Andy Bennett, I worked with when I lived in Columbus for a while. He got published through there. And Daniel Boyd, who's come to my comic convention the last couple of years, he worked for Troma Films. He directed a couple of their cult classics back in the day, and. His comic is literally coming out right now. They're releasing it digitally through Caliber. He said a week ago he was talking to Gary, like putting the final issue together. So like this guy was like it was just a shock to everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Daniel's book Carbon is set in West Virginia, and it's uh, there, there's an evil coal mine is profiteering and they're digging and digging and digging and they unearth something. There's this previous supernatural force or something that's underground that gets released that's just a great allegory for you know the west virginia coal mines and stuff and he just did a sequel called salt and yeah carbon is out now salt is is being released digitally but it'll be in trade very soon so yeah caliber comics they took a break for a while but they're still putting out books right now caliber presents is still coming out kind of the, the spotlight book so it's it's a real shame i don't know how who's gonna fill his shoes so yeah, the you know, the New York Comic Con's going on as we speak. So I'm sure we'll have a lot more comic news next week. There'll be a bunch of. Shall, I saw they oh, had the yeah. whole cast of Archer on a panel. Really? Yeah. This is their last season, I think they said. I, I think next so. Next season's around. Did you have other comic news? Oh, I've got plenty. You got some? Well, I just there was just one more book that I want. Like, cause I'm loving DC Rebirth, mm-hmm. but every once in a while I get this sour taste in my mouth, and the other book is Teen Titans or not Teen Titans titans like that book is another book that's killing me because the titans is my jam like the original titans i collected all the original george perez like i just love the titans and this is the book where it's like the storyline they have no effing clue what they're doing like i like the penciler i like the inker um brett booth and i think it's norm norm ratman's the inker on it I mean, I'm fine with everything, but the story—it's like they're treating these adults like children, and it just—I obviously picked the wrong ones to get because I was like, I'll take a chance on some of this new DC stuff, and I got 
The Flash, and Titans. And yeah. I was like, I was Michael like, hates is, them all. Yeah, I was like, this is not going so well. <laughs> you, I quit getting them. You need to get Superman, um, the one where it's got him and his son. Is that Superman or is that? Yeah, Superman. Okay. So it should be titled Superman and Son. I think that's really good. I'm not enjoying the other Superman book where it's him and Lex fighting for who's Superman, who gives a crap. But um, the, even the Supergirl one wasn't too shabby. It's I could it's might have legs. Um, I'm trying to think what other one I really enjoy. Uh, oh, Green Arrow. I am really, really digging Green Arrow. Like I think that like it's got this blending of all the incarnations, and I think it works very well for that book. And just his interactions with the characters, I think that's a, a top A. Like I'm really enjoying that. Um, and the one thing that surprised me was the Young Animal imprint, where I'm digging Doom Patrol. I'm looking forward to Cave Carlson has a cybernetic eye, just because it's got a backup feature of superpowers by Tom Scully. Scully. I'm less worried about Scully Scully than cybernetic. 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 But for the most part, I think they've been doing a pretty good job. Like Titans looks like the Teen Titans looks awesome. I'm curious to see. I know the art looks fabulous. But I'm curious to see the story. I probably will enjoy that it's more than kinda, Titans. It's weird they're trying to have your cake and eat it too, where they have a team of the original Titans that are still the Titans, but then they have the young kids with Damian Wayne and all the younger Titans. I don't know if you can have both and really make it work, but the preteen Titans? Yeah, I would think you want babies. them to definitely have a defined difference in ages there as far as what they're doing. You know. They could have just called them Young Justice. No. <laughs> No, no, no. I just grabbed a couple first issues of stuff here a few minutes ago from you. Were you going to say anything about that? Yeah, there's a lot of new books. The only thing I also wanted to mention, they announced an American Gods adaptation, which is the Neil Gaiman novel that's going to be a show on stars very soon. Dark Horse is putting out a 27-issue, very specific, 27-issue <laughs> comic adaptation written by P. Craig Russell, who's an artist who's worked with Gaiman dozens of times. And drawn by Scott Hampton. So if, it's, if you don't want to read a 500-page novel, you'll be able to read the, <laughs> the comic version of it. I read it, but I don't. it's been so long I barely remember I, I remember loving it, but I, mm. the show will be a surprise to me because yeah. I, I don't remember a lot of the plot lines. Um, yeah, there's been – these last couple weeks have had a huge number of books come out. If we got time to run through a couple of them. Go for it. I can tell you some of the new number one. Yeah, Trinity. Did you read Trinity number one? Um, uh, not yet. It's on, but I flipped through it. Like, it's or maybe I did read it. Is that it, the it's basically no? I didn't. Batman and Wonder Woman show up at the Clark house, Clark Kent house, not the Clark house, the Kent house, <laughs> and just have like, a, house? have like a like a dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> so very little happened in the first issue. They're just like kind of you know the DC Trinity wants to get to know the new Superman. But it's it's a Francis Manipal, the artist, is also writing it. So it looks really cool. Not very much happened in the first issue, but it's kind of you know, DC's three biggest characters, kind of a mini Justice League sort of thing. Uh, and they also are doing a Raven miniseries, speaking of Teen Titans. And it seems like they're really going after like the Titans cartoon version mm-hmm. of the Raven. But it's written by Marv Wolfman, the guy who created Raven back in the 90, or, or 80s. But it's a very modern take. Her in high school now, you know, navigating social circles and whatever as a gothy kind of teen. 
it was it was neat. I, I had a customer with a daughter who's like, I'll put that on my list because she loved yeah. it. So it you know it's not something I would jump to read, but it's you know it, it's they're going for different demographics. So I definitely yeah. I give DC credit. Well, I was that was another book that I was like. I didn't have high hopes for, but Superwoman, like, I've really enjoyed that. Like, they had a nice little twist in the first issue, and it so far it's been that's it's good. Well, we can talk more about this when Cliff comes back. The first couple issues of uh, Revol- Revolution have come out. The thing tying GI Joe, Transformers, oh, Mask, okay. Micronauts. They've it's started and it's. It's big. It's, there's a bunch of one shots tying in, but I'm sure Cliff's going to want to gush yeah, about that. Yeah, let's definitely so we'll, go, leave, we'll delve deeper. <laughs> we'll time. leave that for Cliff's expertise. Uh, Marvel launched the Champions book. Uh, Mark Wade wrote it, and Humberto Ramos drew it, and I, it was one of the best things I read this week. It was really excellent. The only negative thing I have about it is it was like oh, all the crazy stuff that happened in that Civil War, you guys. Civil War is like half over, and they've already <laughs> launched. They've already launched the spinoff, you know, sequel to it, Champions. And they're like, how can they not get continuity straight? Like it used to be so tight. Everything, you know, in the eighties and the nineties led from this to this to this, and now they just launch books whenever. That there's just no rhyme or reason. Well, I will pick that up book up just because you said that because that is two creators that I really enjoy. But it's, I'll give you a little behind the scenes i've sold exactly one copy in a week so this was the one that, that what, what did we say four hundred thousand pre-orders and i said who really wants this book because it stars fan favorite characters but they're all people nobody but you know ms marvel does not sell a lot out, outside of the digital or bookstore market uh nova nobody's really buying his book Amadeus sorry to anyone who are fans of these people like the vision book has been the best reviewed book of the year mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sales on it. So it's a bunch of young characters that are not great sales hits. But Mark Wade, like, he has this – it's – again, it kind of spoils Civil War a little bit because it's uh, Ms. Marvel, like, fed up with the way things are and saying, why are we fighting this way? You know, ju- truth and justice, you don't define truth and justice for our generation and, like, everybody's got their cell phone cameras out recording her saying this. And they start hashtag champions. Like, yeah, I'm with the champions and all this stuff. So, so it's it all really, like the young, younger characters. Yeah, it's that, all the that, young. Yeah. It's, it's Social a, justice kind of thing. Sort of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of that uh, New Warriors feel to it, but a new kind of generation. But I thought it was really well done. I just wish they would have got their <laughs> continuity straight. Yeah, um, I want to know where's the New Warriors at. That's what I want to know. And speaking of continuity, they also launched Death of X, which is the story that reveals Pearl Mutter is the supervillain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the last page reveal. But like Cyclops has been missing since whatever the Secret Wars or whatever the last event was. And the Inhumans have been fighting the X-Men and the Terrigen Mists have been around killing X-Men and they it's literally been over a year and they released a mini series and this first issue was like <gasps> Look out! The Terrigen Mists are hurting mutants. It's like we've known that for a year, and they've finally now just gotten to the miniseries. So that's very annoying. Come on, Marvel! <laughs> so that's where they <laughs> get with it, Marvel. So DC do better. Marvel is annoying. But uh, we've got a couple other cool books. He-Man, Thundercats, the miniseries Ooh. just started. We're crossing over those '80s favorites. Another crossover. 
Big Trouble in Little China meets Escape from New York. <laughs> what? <laughs> this kills me. <laughs> apparently, with John Carpenter's complete blessing, Jack Burton meets like Snake Tango Plissken. And Tango. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the book, uh, I guess it's I read it the uh, first issue, and uh, Jack Burton gets m- m- portaled somehow mystically into the uh, future Just wasteland. Say, yeah, Snake Plissken is in the future, right? I was yeah. trying to figure that out. Okay. So they kind of make it as like, wow, you're kind of me from another dimension. So like they keep referencing why wow, they look alike and all that stuff. But it's silly, but right, yeah. it was it was entertaining. Um, what else is going on? Jessica Jones got her own book, trying to cash in on the the show. Luke Cage, it's just called Cage, has a four issue miniseries by uh, Jindy Tartakovsky. The guy who did Dexter's Laboratory and Samurai Jack. Super fan favorite. Yeah, so his book, I think Michael would really like it. It's very yeah. 70s. There's a lot of jive, lot of jive talking. <laughs> I am super into it. Uh, the, uh, Moonshine, first issue of that just came out. The Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso, the guys who did 100 Bullets Ooh. many years ago. It's, it's a kind of a cool story. The... Uh, it's set in West Virginia in the 20s, and a New York gangster sends one of his lieutenants down to talk. Somehow, this backwoods guy from West Virginia has what? the best has the best moonshine talk anyone's ever tasted. Well, yeah. Say what you uh, will about West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> but they send this big city gangster down to negotiate how to get this West Virginia moonshine, and creepy stuff's happening on the mountain. And it seems like kind of a werewolf story, which makes sense calling it moonshine. But there's weird killings and things that have been going on, but they haven't quite revealed exactly like what's happening. We should have saved that for Ronald. Ronald probably really wanted to talk <laughs> about that. Uh, Green Valley also just launched from Image. It's Max Landis and Giuseppe Kemencoli. And I when I saw it in the catalog, I honestly I didn't even order any. But I kept seeing reviews for it, and people kept talking about it. And Landis had a couple interviews and was like, you have no idea where this book is going. I promise you, this is crazy. I'm like, all right, this could be a little bigger. And I ordered, and I really liked the first issue. I, I, well, I just bought it. I haven't read it yet, but I, I had heard nothing about it until the last Walking Dead issue. It was in the back, like a little preview of it. Yeah. And I was like, this looks interesting, so I definitely wanted to try it out. Yeah, it's kind of knights. It's kind of a medieval story. But there's something more going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah, not, I, I like can't even really describe like, it. It's not going to be like a D&D comic. Yeah. Or, you know. But just the dialogue was so good, like between these knights kind of ripping on each other, and the one's word he thinks he looks silly in his helmet. He's like, "You look fine," <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's a knight fighting barbarian story, but it's something a little different, a little better. Right. Uh, lots of other stuff. Midnighter and Apollo have their own miniseries. Death of Hawkman just came out, uh, miniseries. Oh, uh, Warren Ellis is rebooting Wildstorm. Is that on your? I didn't hear that. Is it was that, a, was that a New yeah. York uh, announcement? Uh, well, it was on Bleeding Cool. Okay. It was like a big deal. Like he was the one that had a lot to do with like the authority and all that back yeah, in the yeah. day, right? Yeah. So he is going to be completely controlling the relaunch of the Wildstorm books. Like I don't know if it's going to be it'll say Wildstorm, but all those characters he is going to have complete control over. But they they brought a lot of them into the actual DC universe, so they're going to have to. 
like the Wildcats and yeah, a like, lot of those characters. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but hmm. he's going to relaunch their books or whatever. So Interesting. The House That Jim Built is the way that I, I read it. <laughs> Anything else? You went through all your comics? Uh, most of them, yeah. Okay. There's so there are a lot. I said this was the best couple weeks of comics I've had in a while. There's a lot of good stuff coming out, so it's been it's been a good couple weeks. Oh yeah, how good has it been? <laughs> he, I think he said he sold one copy. Of <laughs> <laughs> but it was four ninety nine. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, with that, I am the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Jared Lowe. And I am at the G Poobah on Twitter. <laughs> and always find us at udowkpp.com. Tweet us. Comment at us. Thank you. The fine gay black gentleman gets beat up in the episode. Saber never. The only thing I want, I also want to mention. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.